0: We welcome you now to A True Church Perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. Yeah, he said his name. He's not talking about Jesus. He's talking about John Lewis. Listen. We celebrate John Lewis. He was wounded for America's transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, We are healed. So let's remember him today. And let's recommit tomorrow to standing together and fighting together and voting together and standing up on behalf of truth and righteousness. Yeah, this was his funeral. That's some foolishness. But that's blaspheming Jesus. So, you know. That's amen. And this blasphemy continues because in Portland, I just got this. They're showing that uh, they're burning Bibles now. So Antifa has them collecting Bibles, the BLM movement. This is the Black Lives Matter rebellion. And I've been telling y'all what they were going to do. Didn't I tell you what it was? What was behind it? Well, This is Black Lives Matter. Actually, this is them. The white people that lead the Black Lives Matter, because, you know, black folks would have gave up once this was on the agenda. So they got to keep pushing them and pushing them. And uh, now they're burning Bibles. Next, they're going to be burning churches, which they've burned a few churches. They're going to start storming into churches and different things, certain churches. (laughs) Certain I just feel like, I just feel like ABC has been battle tested. But anyway, back to this. It's just blasphemy and it's antichrist blasphemy. It's the time we're living in now. And we knew that this time was going to come. I don't think we knew that it would escalate so quickly. It went from zero to 100 in a matter of weeks. But we're here now. And once they start burning the Bibles, and I thank God for men like John MacArthur and others that have just stood up against the lies that they are telling churches and different things. You know, John MacArthur uh, was streaming online, and then his people just started coming and saying, we want to be in there. And so they ended up uh, with about a 1,000, maybe a 1,000 people that just came and wanted to be in there. And so the city told them, if y'all gather next week, We're going to shut your power off. This is in Los Angeles. We're going to shut your power off. And John MacArthur told the membership, met with the elders. They opened the doors and 3,000 people showed up. No social distancing. No nothing. They showed up and had church and told them, shut the power off. They didn't shut it off. And even if you shut the electric power off, you can't shut off the dunamis power of the Holy Ghost. We're coming in, praise God, with no music. Just, I mean, this is just getting demonic. You gonna pick this time to blaspheme and wild out? Amen. So anyway, this is a statement by uh, J.C. Ryle, and he kind of broke down the blaspheming of the Holy Ghost in a way that I felt was, was, was really, uh, really good. Uh, he says, there is a such thing as a sin which is never forgiven. OK, and that particular sin Jesus talks about is blasphemy of the Holy Ghost, where he says specifically it will not be forgiven. Now, we can placate it and make it nice and make it, you know, because we just don't believe that it could be that hardcore. Jesus said this sin will not be forgiven. That's not left up for our feelings and our emotional interpretation. That's what he said. It won't be forgiven. Right. And I believe there's another sin that won't be forgiven as well, and that is unforgiveness. Folks think unforgiveness is covered under once, save, always. Save. But if you, un- if you have unforgiveness and won't forgive your brother, how are you saved? Right. When he said, forgive so that your sins can be forgiven. And if you don't forgive, the Father in heaven's not gonna forgive your sin. So, how do you get to heaven unforgiven? And why are people looking for loopholes? Won't you just live right? Look at somebody and say, won't you just forgive? Amen. Looking for a back door into heaven. I'm not depending on that. Amen. I want to go through the pearly gates. Amen. I'm going to grab it and rub it. Oh, yes, I'm here. I ask the Lord, can I keep this? Oh, okay. There is, such, there is such a thing as a sin which is never forgiven. But those who are troubled about it are most unlikely to have committed it. On the other hand, those who actually do commit the sin are so dominated by evil that it is, is unlikely that they would be aware of it. Does that make sense? So if you're troubled about it and worried about whether or not you've done it, You haven't done it. That means that the Holy Ghost is still calling on your conscience and speaking to you and drawing you. The only way we're saved is that we are drawn by the Spirit. So if the Spirit is drawing you, you're still getting convicted, then you probably haven't committed an unpardonable sin. What happened? The power in the building? Oh. Are the cameras on? Oh. Mm -hmm. Guess I shouldn't have made that comment about power, huh? (laughs) They done came and shut the power off. And you know the city of North Richmond Hills didn't shut the power off because they don't want us back outside. (laughs) Leave them alone. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they get loud amen but so if you are troubled by this spirit I mean if you're troubled by this then you probably haven't committed it but the people who will be first to say I haven't committed it no such thing people that are you know uh, just, just have evil or are evil in the way they behave and different things especially when it comes to the things of the Lord then those are people that need to be so Uh, Yeah, so there's a statement uh, that I got from the Puritan writings. It says, Jesus charges that those who perceive that his ministry is empowered by the Spirit, and then, for whatever reason, whether spite, jealousy, or arrogance, ascribe it to Satan, have put themselves beyond the pale. For them, there is no forgiveness. And that is the verdict of the one who has authority to forgive sins. So Jesus is the one who has authority to forgive sins. So if you... We're with Jesus, or if you once believed on Jesus, and then for whatever reason—spite, jealousy, or arrogance—you ascribe the workings of Jesus to Satan. It's a wrap. Okay. Look at somebody and say, "Last hour blasphemy." com forward slash blasphemy dot pdf. And y'all, this, this, this message, this was a long time coming because this is something I've always wondered about. But I'm the type of person, I'm not going to get up and preach nothing that I'm not sure of. And the Holy Ghost got to speak to me. So this was just something that I wondered about because I went through a period of three years thinking that I had blasphemed the Holy Ghost and couldn't get saved because I had done something bad. And somebody told me that I was much younger. I was in my teens, I think. And uh, somebody said, you did it too many times and you can't be saved. And so you know, I felt like, oh, well, I might as well go and just capitalize on it. I'm going to earn my ticket to hell if I'm going to go. ain't going to be half-stepping. They don't need to be coming to church. But yeah, I went through that period and I remember it. I was young, but I still remember that feeling of not praying and different things because I felt like I had gone too far. So this particular passage is um, found in Mark 3 and 22. And this is Uh, these are the scribes that came down from Jerusalem. And the Bible says, And the scribes which came down from Jerusalem said, He hath Beelzebub, speaking of Jesus, and by the prince of devils casteth he out devils. Okay. So just a little bit of backstory. The scribes were angry at Jesus because the scribes are scribes. So the scribes write things. Jesus is coming reinterpreting the things that they write. They don't like what he is saying because they want to be the chiefest of the writers or feel like because we are writers, we are better than the other people. You come to us for the interpretation. Jesus is reinterpreting scripture based on the spirit and him being the word. And so as he's given the word, it upsets folks. It upset the Pharisees because it took away their pomp because Jesus was a mortal, ordinary-looking man. So he didn't have on the clothes and the garb, and he wasn't pompous, and he was meek, and so it was upsetting them. It was upsetting the Sadducees. It was upsetting the scribes. It was upsetting everyone that had placed themselves in high positions. So they began to hate Jesus, literally hate this man, because this man was bad for business. So in hating him, They began to hate him so much that they demonized the spirit that was working through him. And this is the state, this is what put them in the apostate or the fallen state. Because they declared that he has Beelzebub, which is the chief demon. And by the prince of the devils, he cast out devils. So they started saying that the devils he's casting out, the miracles, everything he's doing, he's doing it. By the devil, he is a devil. Now, you got to be pretty mad at Jesus to say that. But they were upset. I mean, well, they were mad enough to kill him. So 23 says, and he called unto him, and I love Jesus. He called unto him and said unto them in parables. So he was like, what y'all say? Y'all come (laughs) in. Come here, let me explain something to you. How can Satan cast out Satan? He says, if a kingdom be divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. If a house be divided against itself, that house cannot stand. And if Satan rise up against himself and be divided, he cannot stand but hath an end. In other words, what you said don't make sense. Why would Satan cast out Satan? Then he goes a little deeper. He says, no man can enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods, except he first bind the strong man and then he will spoil his house. Verily I say unto you, all sins shall be forgiven unto the sons of men and blasphemies wherewith soever they shall blaspheme. So all blasphemies will be forgiven. All sins can be forgiven. But he, in 29, that shall blaspheme Against the Holy Ghost. Hath never forgiveness. But is in danger of what? Eternal damnation. Look at somebody and say Jesus said, Jesus said that. So if Jesus said it, it's a fact. And we don't need to try to make him say something different than what he said. He made it plain and clear. All other blasphemies can be forgiven. But this one that y'all just did. That's what he's talking about. Saying that I am a devil and the works I'm doing is by the devil. That's not going to be forgiven. Okay, because that's blaspheming the Holy Ghost and saying that the Holy Ghost is really satanic power. Or the vessel God is using is being used by Satan. Amen. You know, this goes all the way back to touch not my anointing. You know, people say touch not my anointing, do my prophet no harm. And, you know, you go back to Elisha and walking around and the little kids making fun of him and basically, you know, making fun of his uh, the way he looked and his shape and all of that. And he and, and the Bible said a bear just came and tore them up. Okay, and it wasn't because the bear was hungry it was because this man was more important to Israel than the king. Because the king didn't know God, but Elisha did. So Elisha was telling Israel what God said. Can I keep preaching? All of this blasphemy is, y'all, you, I'm telling you, it's got to stop. And the problem is people are trying to discredit the church, the preachers of the church and different things because of their own agenda, because they hate that the church hurt them in some kind of way or they hate this or hate that. But they're putting their mouths on the wrong thing. You're going to take a Bible and burn a Bible after you have experienced things in that Bible. you're in danger of eternal damnation. Amen? So, blaspheming the Holy Ghost is really hating the godly works that a person does because you hate them. That's what the scribes did. They hated Jesus, so they hated his works, and they demonized his works and said he was a devil doing the work of a devil. All because they hated him. John 10 and 20 says, and any, and many of them said he hath a devil and is mad. Why hear ye him? Why y'all listen to him? He has a devil and he's mad. He crazy. Putting their mouth on the works of the Holy Ghost. You know, there are people that are in this whole black Hebrew Israelite movement, and this is, Why they're in it. They're angry at some Christian. A Christian upset them. So they wanted to get in an angry belief system. But this angry belief system blasphemes the Holy Ghost. Because it does away with the power of the Holy Ghost. Because it does away with the power of the Son of God. If you make him just a prophet, you've blasphemed. If he's not the son of God and equal to God in power, and when you see him, you see the father. If you make him anything other than that, you've blasphemed. and you're in danger of eternal damnation. The worst part is these are folks that felt the power of God in church. They attribute it that have happened, happened to them to the power of God God did this God did that God led me to do this he led me to do that and then they throw it away and demonize it well no that was the devil that wasn't God no no see I'm going to start believing this over here that's blaspheming the Holy Ghost y'all I'm, I'm hey it's right here Let's keep going. They hate their godly works. They hate the godly works and attribute their works to the devil because the message they preach shows their fault. So they hate the works of of Christ or a godly vessel or whatever. They attribute those works to the devil because the message they're preaching affects them some kind of way. Now you got to imagine the scribes and the Pharisees having all of this clout all of this, you know, pomp, people revering them and looking, looking to them for what thus said the Lord. Jesus comes meek and lowly and starts pulling folks away from him because of the gospel he's preaching. Not even Jesus, just John the Baptist, the, the, the precursor to Jesus, just pulling people away from him. All because they're just preaching the straight up gospel without all the special effects. And so these guys begin to hate not only the message, but the messenger that's carrying the message. The king said, John said, what? John the Baptist and went and cut his head off because of the gospel he preached against the adultery that was going on in the kingdom. Amen. Galatians 4, 16. Am I therefore? This is Paul saying, "Become your enemy," because I tell you the truth. Isn't it crazy how mad people are getting at the truth about themselves now? I mean, they are ready to kill. Yeah, want a BLM movement and Black Lives Matter movement? But the minute you say fatherlessness, they scatter like roaches. They got sprayed with black flack. They don't want to deal with. The issue because they want to keep sinning and these wanted to keep sinning. So let's stop the person talking against sin. Let's stop the person. Let's not, not only are we going to stop him, we're going to demonize him and attribute what he's saying to the devil. This was what the scribes did to Jesus. They attributed his works to the devil because they hated how his truth went against what they wanted it to be. Matthew 16 and 24. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, if any man will come after me, let him do what? This is what they hated. We got to deny ourselves. But look how people are looking at us. They think we are grand. They think we are great. Jesus comes and says, you got to deny that. You got to deny the pleasures of the flesh. You got to deny the pump. You got to deny wanting to be lifted up. Wanting likes and views at any cost. You got to deny it. You got to deny putting your naked tail on Instagram. You got. Amen. You got to deny it. You got to deny it. And they don't want to deny it because that's making them feel good about themselves so let's just kill the message let's kill the message by killing the messenger oh but you don't kill the message by killing that's the worst move that means you you, you, you just really dumb because when the, the day they killed Jesus God turned the lights off on the whole earth then kicked it and made it rumble knocked graves open dead people came walking out Because you put life in the ground. (laughs) Now you, you blew it, devil. You shouldn't have ever killed. Thank God he gave his life. But you made a mistake. Then the gospel got preached to all generations. All across the world. All you did was forward it. Isn't that what he does? They found no good in Jesus at all. There's no good in Jesus? None at all. He's a devil and his works are of the devil. And the crazy thing is that if you really do your research, you find out that the Pharisees are different ones. They were actually into witchcraft. They were practicing anything that would give them control over people. Like the old folks say, that's the pot calling the kettle black, ain't it? But they found no good in him. No matter how many were healed, delivered, and had, look at somebody say evidence. Had evidence of his way working for them. You can have all the evidence in the world. But if somebody's mad enough at you, they ain't going to find no good in you. They had evidence of his way working for them. They considered, they still considered him a what? They considered him a false prophet. And this is what makes it blaspheming. because we're talking about people in in these uh, um, uh, racial uh, organizations or religions or belief systems or different things that have actually had experiences and talked about how God healed them, delivered them, and had evidence themselves. And now that same Jesus is the white man's God. You just blaspheme the Holy Ghost, bro. I'm not afraid to preach this. Amen. Amen. You just better watch how long your beard get. (laughs) Isn't it so funny? Isn't that crazy? How these very same Pharisees of the Bible are recreating themselves right now. Like right before us. Standing on the street corner. Beard down to a hill. Yarmulke and dashikis. Felt suits. Felt and sequin. Then took the birthday decorations And (laughs) made a vest. They've totally recreated the same people that crucified Jesus. Isaiah says it like this. Isaiah 5 and 20. Woe unto them that call evil what? Good. Good and good evil. So we always look at this. As something different and we don't ever Attribute it to this particular thing that Jesus is talking about but it it applies They're actually calling Good Evil Not that we always talk about those that Call evil good But we don't talk about those that call good Evil they actually put Darkness for light and Put light for what Darkness They put bitter for sweet and sweet For bitter this somebody that's confused they confuse, confused and not only are they confused they're on their way to hell and some of them can't stop it because they've blasphemed the Holy Ghost. When you do this you can't be forgiven because the power listen, and it makes so much sense the power that performed the works that you're saying are of the devil is the same power that forgives sin. So once you demonize the power, the power can't save you. (laughs) If this power is from a devil, then you cannot be forgiven by it. So once you go back over all your years and start rethinking, and that's the thing that gets me, man. You're gonna wait till the end time to start rethinking everything. And man, I mean, maybe I, maybe this, and oh, you know, and and there you go, you know, and while you're thinking, your beard getting longer and longer, and and, and, and maybe this and, and that, and this, then you look and sequins just start coming on your shirt. And then and and you know, where did all this filth come from? Yeah, you start rethinking, and the devil comes in and starts bringing the spirit of unbelief. Then, all the things that happened to you the time you felt you were healed, the time you felt you were delivered, set free, the time you felt you stared the devil in the face and claimed the power of God and felt he operated through you all of that means nothing now. That wasn't God. And you choose a belief system that's absent of the spirit then you have nothing, nothing to forgive your sins. Well, but one save always saved. Okay. Okay. I, you know, I, I was looking at the Beyonce folks were sending me. I ain't watched her video. I've been telling folks Beyonce is possessed by the devil for years, so there's no need of me exposing The black is king. Are you kidding me? I mean, the trailer. Blaspheme. She's wearing devil horns in the video. Why do I have to talk about that? Oh, and see, this horn means... What? She's a devil. But I thought she was saved. Once saved, always saved, Right? you going to get to heaven wearing them horns, huh? Well, you can't judge. Well, go put the horns on then if it's that important for you. The Bible said faith without works is what? It is. It's just dead. So there needs to be fruit, meat. Meat of repentance. Amen. How are you going to get to heaven sending folks to hell? You got a special deal with the Lord. You're going to really go to heaven sending folks to hell. Helping the devil send folks to hell. She's blaspheming. And she's blaspheming the Holy Ghost. Because she sings about the Holy Ghost in a concert. And then puts on the devil horns. She's showing you that both are the same power. Acts 26 and 18 to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God that they may receive forgiveness of what sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. So we are supposed to be turned from the power of Satan unto God so that we can receive what? Forgiveness of sin. So if it is the power of Satan, there is no forgiveness of sins. Men's hearts harden over time. And we we see this. The Bible says that the love of many will wax cold. Men's hearts are hard right now. And they harden over time because of their own unforgiveness, what they went through, what happened to them, what someone did, whatever the case And this causes them to shun the spirit of God when they despise the vessel God chooses to use. So a lot of men are just upset with preachers because a preacher hurt them. So they're just upset with preachers, period. Amen? Yeah. And so they go form or get in an organization or religion where there are no leaders because they were hurt by leadership of a ministry. And most people that were hurt by leadership of a ministry, and, and leaders hurt people because leaders are human. And when it's a lot of people, you can hurt somebody and not even know it. I can't tell you how many emails I got. You, you fist bumped me instead of sh- shaking my hand. We're leaving the church. I mean, you, you walked right past me and didn't see me. And, and, you know, I had somebody do that. After Truth Behind up, I had been up speaking three hours. I couldn't see nothing. My vision was completely blurred. And I walk right past them and oh you walk right past me and I flew all the way from Zimbabwe or wherever they was from. I said, bro, I see you. Well, you know, I mean, I guess the things they say about you are true. I said, Well, your mama? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> things they say about your mama are true. Okay. No, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. I felt it. But that's, so, so you can offend people and, and just not, you know, when you got a church this size, you can offend people and just not be aware of it, right? And people will take that to their grave. But they're not mad at you. It wasn't what you did. What you did triggered something else that they hadn't gotten over. You see what I'm saying? They hadn't gotten over it, so they labeled everyone whatever it was because they hadn't gotten over it. You see what I'm saying? And so if you demonize all leaders, then they want to be Hebrews, like, because there are no leaders. You can just jump up and decide if you want to be a leader. All they do is just measure your beard, and if you qualify, you can lead it. And there's no leader. Nobody check your history. They need to start checking work history. That would disqualify half of them. Then then, then check bill-paying history. How many bills have you paid since you've been an adult? adults (laughs) yeah yeah child support payments let's let's check that make sure you good with the state before you good with god don't be trying to separate church and state we're gonna put them both together on this test (laughs) they won't have many members then but they get into something where there's no background check nobody cares whatever and they can just be whatever they want to be And start arguing the Bible, start learning the the, the books of Moses and all of that It just, you know, and then just argue you down. And all that arguing isn't to try to prove a point. It's because they're angry. You gotta be angry when the Bible tells you not to do that and you still do that. So man's heart becomes so uh, hardened over time it causes them to shun the Spirit of God when they despise the vessel God chooses to use. Now, we don't get to pick who God chooses to use. God is not looking for the person trying to be used. God is picking the person he feels that his glory is going to be safe with. Now, sometimes you scratch your head. Him? Really? You go through the Bible and do that. Jacob? Really? Jacob? Okay, you're going to start Israel with Jacob? I mean, in the womb, Jacob was trifling. (laughs) Bible said he had his hand on the brother. It's going to be like this forever, bro. (laughs) Tricked him out of his birthright. Like, I'm hungry. The only way you're getting some of this. (laughs) And don't think he didn't know he was coming in hungry. That whole thing was a setup. That's what his name means trickery sit up come in hungry send me your birthright man the birthright for, for some stew I thought you was home sold him his birthright then later on tricked his daddy put hair on his arms it's me I sound like Jacob daddy it's me <laughs> feel my arms he done put hair on his arm. And what shape was Isaac in? <laughs> we need to delve into that discussion. <laughs> but just just tricking. Is that the one, God? Is that the one you really want? If it was us, we would depict have picked it. Yeah. Yeah. In Jesse's house. Okay, we done went through all the boys to announce. Ain't nobody left? I mean, well, I mean, there's a dude left, but it can't be him. It just can't be. It just can't. So we didn't even bring him in. But God knew his glory was safe with David. He knew it was safe with Jacob. He knew these guys were gonna go all the way. And sometimes, when you stupid, you stupid stubborn. And you determine. And if you can flip the stupid around and turn it into good, you get that same determination. Amen. That's how my mama tried to describe me on my birthday. She was trying to be nice. But I know what she meant. Once he put his mind to something, now it just, (laughs) she's so sweet. (laughs) But if you could just flip it to the right channel, it's going to show good on that TV. Matthew 24 and 12. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall what? Wax cold. So people don't like who God chooses sometimes. Or' it's somebody that they don't think ought to be used or as somebody that's uninsu- you know that's unassuming, a lot of times they're just mad because it's not them that's that's what it boils down to. why would you be mad because God is using somebody to help you so you can be used Then I keep going the enemies of Christ felt that if they were If they discredited him, they could stop the message. However, their real issue wasn't even with Jesus. It was with the truth that shamed them. Anybody been shamed by the truth before? Have you been really shamed by the truth? Now, what you got, you got two choices to make. You can stay there and let the truth shame you to the point of repentance. Or you can leave and get shamed somewhere else. Because your sin's going to find you out anyway. Anyway. Amen. Acts seven and fifty four. When they heard these things, they were cut to the heart and they gnashed on him with their teeth. This is the account of Stephen. When Stephen got up and began to preach the gospel, the Bible says, when, you know, he was preaching and then he attacked them with the word. Basically telling them y'all like, you're, you know, the, 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 the men of old and, 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 and the ones that actually killed Jesus. And he accused them really of being a part of the crucifixion or whatever. And the Bible said when they heard it, they, it cut him to the heart and they began to gnash on him. And this is when I really learned how mad people can get about truth that they don't want to change. So they, they stoned Stephen and killed him because he told the truth. They demonized all of the truth that came from him, which was by the spirit. They attributed. Attributed his word and works to the devil in an attempt to cause people to stop following and believing him. So they began to demonize everything that Jesus was doing and everything Jesus was saying to try to stop people from following and believing him. Luke 22 and 2 and the chief priests and scribes sought how they might kill him for they feared the people. So they had to do this in secret because Jesus was starting a movement. Now, Jesus didn't come to start a movement. It's just the people were moved by the truth and the power of the Holy Ghost that was operating through it. You know, some stuff you can't fake. Amen. Somebody can get up and say, Jesus saves. You want Jesus come right now? And nothing to help. Somebody feel what the Holy Ghost can say. Jesus saves. And if you want him, come right now and the altar will be packed. It's the power of the Holy Ghost that makes the difference. I've seen that happen. I remember one guy, and I cannot think of this guy's name. He was the most boring speaker I've ever seen in my entire life. And I was wondering, why is this auditorium full? And he's terrible. He was just up telling stories. And when I was younger and this and this and this, this, gave the altar call, every seat was empty, including mine. He was, it wasn't him. And God wanted to show, if it's my power, it has little to do with you. Amen. And that that same power will keep moving. The power of the Holy Ghost will keep moving. As long as man, as long as God's glory is safe with the man. As long as you're not doing it for your own benefit. Can I keep going? They labeled him a false prophet of the devil and eventually mocked and crucified Jesus. John 19 and 15. But they cried out, away with him, away with him, crucify him. Y'all yelling this out about a man that hadn't done anything to you? What did Jesus do? Even Pilate was like, okay, what did he do? Pilate said unto them, shall I crucify your king? Talking to the Jews I mean, he's proven that he's your king. He's proven he's got power. He's proven that he can heal, deliver. He's proven all of that. You want me to crucify your king? And the chief priest of the Jews, look what they said. We have no king but Caesar. We serve the pagan God of a pagan culture that worships false gods. You're that angry. You're that upset that you will use the devil in your argument? The reason a person can blaspheme the father and son and be forgiven. So you can blaspheme the father, you can blaspheme the son. Remember he said that. He said you can't blaspheme the Holy Ghost. The reason why they can do that, blaspheme the father and son and be forgiven, is because without knowledge or experience, you cannot truly speak against Jesus or God. So in that funeral, when you was upset, oh God, like I'm like, whatever you said, God didn't, he thinking about you because you didn't know it. You didn't know what you were saying. That's what you need to pray. I didn't know what I was saying. Yeah, you didn't know it. I mean, you, it, it, you didn't know. But if you've experienced it, that's the difference. If you've experienced it and claimed that the power entered you, used you, used somebody else to speak to you. And then you say, that it's of the devil. Can I keep going? Luke 12 and 10. And whosoever shall speak a word against the son of man, it shall be forgiven him. But unto him that blaspheme against the Holy Ghost, it shall what? Not be forgiven. So therefore, a sinner can repent. But once you believe and attributed the works of the spirit to devils, you cannot be forgiven because you hold the works of the spirit in the wrong light. Now, this this scripture is going to become very clear to you. Hebrews 6, 4 and 6. For it is impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted of the heavenly gift, the Holy Ghost, and were made partakers of the Holy Ghost, and have tasted the word of God and the powers of the world to come, If they shall fall away to renew them again unto repentance. Seeing that they crucify to themselves the son of God afresh and put him to an open shame. And the church say. Folks scared to death of that scripture right there. It just tells you it's impossible to bring them back. If they've experienced it. And then denounce it. Jesus was meek and postured as a mortal man. Though he did not sin, he walked as a regular person. This upset the Pharisees even more. He says, take my yoke upon you, learn of me, for I am what? Meek and lowly in heart. And the Pharisees were pompous. And it upset them because if you got a meek God posturing himself as regular, hanging out with the regulars, and all the power of God and the works and the miracles are flowing through him. And all you have is a letter. But you lack like the suit on. That's going to make you feel awake. Amen. Amen. This anger describes and Pharisees because of his meekness to the point of murder. Because the Messiah's humility made their pompous and arrogant behavior look trivial and selfish. We don't even want to mention when they would come and question Jesus, and he would just turn the question on their head, and they have to walk walk away looking real dumb. So they demonized him so that they could have reason to kill him and destroy his works, John eight and four. But now, just as Jesus said, now ye seek to kill me, a man that hath told you the truth, which I have heard of who. God, this did not Abraham. Summary. And you know, I look at the Bible as there are things in the Bible that are complete mysteries. And nobody will ever understand it until Jesus explains it to us. Some things you're just not going to know. Some things are mysteries. But the thing we can never do is take our humanness and try to explain something that's spiritual how we feel, I don't feel that Jesus would ever really cut anybody off totally okay, well you keep feeling that but that's not in the Bible well I don't feel like, I mean it just seems like as long as a person is breathing they ought to be, who told you that that's on the that's the Joel Osteen uh, I mean where did you get that don't use your feelings decode the Bible the Bible even said many of Jesus's teachings were hard sayings and they were so hard until people start leaving them. I mean if Jesus was here right now people would say he was a failure as a leader because he had 5,000 they left broke it down to 300 they left broke it down to 12 one was a devil And then all of them left. He's in the garden of Gethsemane by himself. Because the ones he had was sleep. That would look bad. You know we would judge and say oh yeah he's not qualified to be a pastor. If he was a real pastor he would have stopped Judas. Judas would have done better with himself. He would have reached him. Yeah, I know I'm preaching today people are accepting false teachers and demonizing truth teachers because of their hatred for the truth and how it makes them look which is nothing but pride they are turning to false beliefs that exonerate them and gives them an out for their out of their responsibilities or from their responsibilities so they're looking for a belief system that's not going to hold them accountable to living right that's all it is. You got to dress different, decorate the outside, but the heart don't have to change. You cuss somebody out in the name of your God. Yeah. In these new race-based movements, they can usurp a position of power and authority without correcting or even addressing their issues and bad decisions. Christ makes people face themselves. And because many do not desire to do this, They will attribute the teachings of Christ to devils and promote societal norms as the true gospel. Many today hate the preachers of truth and seek to destroy them. Worst of all, they will make the preachers teachings false and influence the simple. It's always the simple to stop listening or following them. You know, the simple are just people with no substance. They can't pass a test. They didn't study. That's the simple. They will label the truth as a lie from the devil or say the Bible is racist, written by white devils, or fictional. This is blaspheming the Holy Ghost. When once enlightened and a follower of truth, but then you fall away and attribute the power of God to a devil, you are blaspheming the Holy Ghost. Can I preach in here? Yeah. This sin is unpardonable in causing many to die and go to hell because they fought the messenger and attacked God's anointing. They will pay with their soul because if you demonize the only spirit that can save you, then there is no salvation for you and you yourselves will perish. Jesus called them a generation of snakes because they take the words of God and twist them for their own benefit. The Pharisees twisted Christ's words to make them corrupt so they could demonize him and make his power of the devil. There is no forgiveness for this because you make the fruit corrupt when you corrupt the tree. The fruit of the spirit is what changes us into the image of Christ. I'ma back up because some of y'all missed that nugget. There is no forgiveness for this because you make the fruit corrupt when you corrupt The tree. The fruit of the Spirit is what changes us into the image of Christ. Without the power, it cannot change us. Y'all agree with that? So, without us being changed, we are guilty of the blood of Jesus instead of partakers of it. Let's get some scripture. Matthew 12 and 33, same account. Jesus is talking about the same thing, blaspheming the Holy Ghost. But check this out. He says, either make the tree good and the fruit good, or else make the tree corrupt and his fruit corrupt, for the tree is known by his what? So if the tree is corrupt, the fruit is corrupt. Then he says, he calls them snakes. And whenever the Bible uses the term snake, it's talking about a two-way person. That's what a snake is in the demonic kingdom. It's someone that will take the words of God and twist them for their own benefit. That's what this serpent did in the garden. Remember, he took the words of God and he twisted them. Old generation of Vipers. How can ye, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, what's going to happen? The mouth is going to speak. A good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, is going to do what? And an evil man, out of the evil treasure, is going to do what? it forth evil things. But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give an account thereof in the day of judgment for by thy words thou shalt be what so if you say it's of the devil if you say the power is of the devil by your words thou shalt be what condemned you said it was of the devil you said he that can't be of God because he's a devil well if you make the tree corrupt Everyone stand to your feet. Last days, y'all. And these kind of messages, this is what we're going to be talking about because it's going to be holiness or hell in the last days. You heard that growing up and you thought it was a saying, a funny, no, 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 no. We got to get straight. Okay. Because we want a smiling savior. Turn the lights on. We want a smiling savior when he returns. Amen? Amen. So we want to clear this up now. Father, If if, I, God, if I've spoken the wrong thing, if I said the wrong thing, if I need to forgive someone, if I need to forgive an old pastor that I was under that hurt me, that make me look at all past the sideways, if there's any, any kind of seed in me, if an old usher, Took my peppermint when I was 11 and I'm still mad and I hate ushers and I and wherever they tell me to sit I sit on the other side it doesn't, if, if all that's going on I don't know what's going on in your heart but I know your heart needs to be clean because blasphemy cannot be a part of who we are as the body of Christ amen amen, amen. so if that's you I want you to just come up and we're gonna trust God and believe God for just complete deliverance from whatever it is in your heart In your mind, what somebody said, what somebody did, what they're saying now, what they're doing now, whatever it is, we're going to trust God that our hearts be clean and pure before him. And we're going to cancel every spirit of blasphemy, every spirit, uh, every Pharisee spirit, every Sadducee scribe spirit, every spirit that is cantankerous against the Holy Ghost, because that's what it's trying to stop. Is trying to stop the power of the Holy Ghost and make you go back on what you said the Holy Ghost did for you. That power that woke you up in the middle of the night and had you pray. And that prayer that saved somebody's life that you know. He wants, you to, he wants to make you think that that didn't really happen. That time when you needed God more than anything. And he stepped in and his power came. And he blessed you in that moment. He wants you to forget that. He wants you to demonize the move of the Holy Ghost. So you will lose your position in glory. But we're going to trust and believe, God, that in this end time, all we're going to know, all we're going to know is that God is who he says he is. And his spirit is dwelling in us alive and well. I don't know how people read the Bible without the power of the Holy Ghost. It's the power of the Holy Ghost that brings the word alive. So everyone, just bow your heads. Father God, we just thank you, Lord. We thank you, God, for this word that was spoken in here. We thank you, Lord, that we are on the winning side. Father, we will not lose this battle. We will not lose this war. So, Father, I pray right now that everyone that is even being affected by the spirit of viper of this generation, this viper spirit, this Leviathan, snake-like spirit that is trying to twist the word of God and make us believe something that is not true, make us follow something, make us get in. A religious organization or anything that is not lining up with your scripture, God, we speak against it right now. We cancel the curse of their tongue right now. We cancel the poison and the venom that's in right now. Father God, we stand against it with your power and your authority. That the power of Holy Ghost, Father God, will deliver us and keep us safe from their attack in the name of Jesus. And God, we just speak Ouroboros on them, God. Just the the circular where the snake bites its own tail that that same venom will flow through there that will attack them, God, instead of us. We speak against the demonic attacks of the enemy in our minds, in our hearts, in our actions. Father God, we speak it right now that the devil will go back where he came from. And we will trust in your spirit and believe, God, that you have made us free. And, God, I pray that if anyone had doubts of committing an unforgivable or un- Father God, the mere fact that they have walked up here, the mere fact that they've opened their heart up to you, proves, Father God, that they can be saved. So I pray, God, that that thought would leave their mind, leave their heart forever, never to return, so that they would know your forgiveness, and we will see a smiling Savior when you return. And, God, we pray right now even for our country and this nation. We pray for the churches that are shut down, and we pray for courage for the pastors, Father God, to open up. We pray... Father God, that the devil does not have victory in this hour, but that you will have victory in this hour. We pray for safety, God. We pray for healing. Those that are affected by disease or sickness, God, we pray for their healing. God, we stand on your promises right now, believing that you are the God that you say you are. And in this hour, we will win. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. we